What's up, everybody? Are you guys ready to get off your butts and get some things happening in your life that you've been wanting to happen for a very long time? Well, guess what? We're gonna teach you how to ship first. What the heck does that mean? Well, you're about to find out. Anyone can have a goal. Anyone can have an idea. Will you be one who will rise and break through to bring that idea into reality? Will you be one who will wake up to your potential and become the person you were born to be? That voice inside of you is calling you for more and is calling you for greatness. To rise to the level of influence, income, and impact that you know you've always wanted to break through to. Most people don't live the life of their dreams. Most people have average lives. Most people go to work at eight and they come home at five and they rinse and repeat over and over again. Will this be the time that you finally say enough? Will this be the time when you finally break through to who you are and will you do it now? The difference between people that actually break through is they just go a little bit further. They have a few tactics, strategies, tools, and mindsets that help them break through. It's time to jump off that cliff and find your wings on the way down. Are you ready to soar? Welcome to the Ignite Your Fire podcast. Have any of you guys ever tried to write a book? <laughs> it's like seriously the most grueling thing ever. I wrote an entire book. Oh, I want to say it was like two or three years ago. Yep, never published it. Didn't even send it out. I had it edited, I had it cleaned up, I had it almost ready to go, and it's still sitting in my files. It's like a 300-page book that I wrote that I still have never released. Like, who does that? Who writes an entire book and doesn't actually release it? Who creates a program or an event and doesn't actually execute it? Who has an idea and doesn't actually ever launch it? Well, I'm sorry to say I'm not the only one because you're probably in that boat as well, because everybody does this. And I'm thinking like, why in the world did I spend, oh, I don't even know how much time a couple of years ago writing this book and never actually shipping it, never actually publishing it. So I'm thinking in my mind, why in the world did that never happen? Well, guess what? It is a problem with most business owners, most entrepreneurs, most people is that we don't actually complete the thing that we wanna complete. Usually there's something that's holding us back from doing it, or maybe it is the fact that we just got bored with it. Because if you're like an average entrepreneur, you get bored really fast about what you're doing. And so you tend to move from one thing to the next, trying to find this crazy, shiny object. Well, I wanna tell you the experience I had about learning how to do something called shipping first. And it kind of has to be prefaced with the fact that any perfectionists out there, anybody you guys like seek perfection? You know, it's funny because I'm a selective perfectionist. If you met me, you would say, dude, this dude is not a perfectionist. He is not in the details. I mean, there's a reason why I'm not a detail-oriented person. Part of the reason why is, as you've probably heard, the devil is in the details. And if that's true, I don't want to be anywhere near the devil, so I'm staying away from the details. Well, I always find a who for the details and every time I am able to find a who for the details that need to be done surrounding the things that I have, my projects, my work, etc., I always thrive. But when the small minute details are left for me, I don't thrive. Unless if it's something that I'm actually super passionate about. 
then I'm like focusing on every little thing. It's funny, over the weekend, my wife and I invited, oh, I don't know, 200 or so guests to our ranch in Missouri. And it was a, you know, a fun of event with neighbors, people from our church, et cetera, where we had an opportunity to bring people here and we had like a slip and slide set up. We have a swing set that we, a permanent swing set that my wife actually built. Uh, boy, what else have we had? We had the horses here, although we didn't ride them, we were worried about liability. We did a like four square volleyball courts. Um, all, uh, we were fishing and boating, or I shouldn't say boating, but kayaking in our pond and people were swimming in, in the pond and jumping off our little dock that's in the pond that's in the front of our yard. And it was a good time. We had, I don't know, 150 or so people show up and it was awesome. Four or five hours in the sun and it was, it was a great day. And it was funny because the time and effort it took for us to get ready for this was crazy. You see, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to like my yard and trying to clean it up and making it look nice because obviously this was a very expensive property and so I wanna make sure I take care of it. But the problem is that it's a ranch. If any of you lived on acreage, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, when I was in St. George, Utah, I had a half acre lot and you know, I had somebody mowing the lawn for me and it was just very little upkeep because it was mostly desert scape because in the hot Southwest desert, it wasn't hard to take care of, but here, Oh my goodness, if you've ever been to Missouri or to the Midwest where it's super green and super humid, things grow crazy fast here. And so it is like impossible to keep up with 40 acres of forest growing around you. There's a lot of properties here with acreage that are just kind of dumpy properties, like people don't take care of them. And now I know why, because it's insanely hard to do. My wife and I started, I think on Tuesday night, we probably spent every evening after work and probably eight hours on Friday all the way till late getting our place ready to have 150 people here at our house. It was insanely difficult from trimming to mowing to getting rid of any garbage to power washing the barns and the stalls. And I mean, it was absolutely insane to get everything ready. And then of course, setting up everything, the slip and slides, the volleyball courts, the nets, et cetera. And you know what? It was awesome. It turned out really good and everybody had a great time, but nobody has any idea how much it actually took. But the problem was, that nobody probably would have noticed if we had spent half the amount of time. I would have noticed, but they wouldn't have noticed. We would have had the same result, the same exciting event, right? If the yard wasn't perfect, like I wanted it to be. And frankly, it would have given me back a ton of life that I could have spent on other things. Are you a perfectionist or a selective perfectionist like me? Well, here is something that I think will really help you. And it's this principle of ship first, but in order to like understand like what this means, I want to tell you about perfectionism because really being perfect is the lowest standard you should ever shoot for. The problem with perfect is perfect keeps us from actually executing what we want to execute. Now, this was a little bit different in the sense that doing my yard, I, ha I had a deadline, right? I knew people were going to show up at 11 a.m. on Saturday. And so I had no choice but to get it as best as I possibly could and as perfect as I possibly could. But when it comes to business, when you have an outcome that you want to have happen, you'd start working towards that outcome. Maybe it's a product that you're shipping or a service that you're about to create. If you're like me and you're really passionate about it, you want like every single detailed handle. And I noticed like the book, it never actually got published. It never actually gets done because you end up trying to make it so perfect that it's impossible because perfection is impossible, right? Nothing 
is perfect. Have you ever met a perfect product, a perfect person? I mean, maybe it's been close, but no, there are no perfect people. And the problem with perfectionism is it keeps you from actually finalizing and executing something. And you know what's better? Is actually shipping the product, is actually creating something and launching it when it's completely imperfect, even if people complain about it, even if there's a misspell in the book or whatever. That's much better because guess what? You are not going to change the world without creating something. You will change the world by creating something and actually launching it. And I first heard of this, this whole principle with Garrett White. Garrett White was my coach for about a year, uh, last year, uh, almost two years. If you guys know who he is, he's uh, uh, not the type of person that I would normally hang out with, but I actually learned so much from him. The guy's a genius. He's super, super rough around the edges, and he swears and he curses like a sailor, uh, which frankly, in my life, I actually needed that for a couple of years. But he taught me this principle of ship first, and he actually was writing a book, I have a copy of that book here because uh, I was at Funnel Hacking Live in 2019. I think it was 2019 when he actually gave the book out. I found out the reason why he gave four or 5,000 books out is because he used his principle of ship first. And because he sped it and shipped it, there was actually a misspelled word on the front cover, which was a hard one to actually really tell and read unless if you're paying a lot of attention. But because of the misspelled word, he actually gave away those 5,000 copies that were misspelled. There were probably more than that. But he teaches this principle of shipping first. In other words, it's much better to have a misspelled word on the cover of your book than to never ship in the first place. Well, maybe not the cover of your book. That might be a little bit of a stretch. But inside of your book, imperfect grammar or misspelled words, I would much rather have that and actually launch a product that will positively affect somebody's life than to not do it at all. You see... I look at the reason why I didn't actually publish the book, which by the way, I'm going to, was because of really one thing. It's what keeps us from everything that we really want to become or things that we really want to do. And it was ultimately fear. Like, what will people think of this? Will it actually be good? Will people give me crap about it? Will actually, will people think that that is good content? And if it's not good content, you know, and, that, and I get negative feedback and everybody hates it, how's that going to make me feel about myself and my capabilities? If I fail... I have failed, you know, and it's funny because even though I teach the opposite of that, that there is no true failure except for giving up, sometimes it's even hard for me, even teaching that, knowing the principle to put myself out there in a, something as vulnerable as a book where you basically expose your entire life to people. But the problem is, is if you don't actually ship, nothing happens. If you don't actually take that first step, nothing will happen. If you don't actually publish or launch the thing that you're creating, nothing will happen. I mean, you probably have had an idea of something you wanted to do in your life and have never done it. You've put it off, or whether it's a business idea, whether it's something that has to do with your family, and you keep putting it off. You know it must be done, but you keep putting it off. Now, by the way, if you keep putting it off, eventually that feeling's gonna go away. And you know what a tragedy that is, because all of a sudden you're missing out on impact that you possibly could have had in the life of another, even if it's just your family we're talking about here. And that's why this principle of ship first is totally, totally like relevant to anyone that's ever trying to build a business or anyone that's ever trying to launch a product or an info product or a service. Because unless if you apply this principle, you're going to try to perfect, perfect, perfect and never launch. You know, I learned this principle when I started racing 5Ks and 10Ks. I found 
I use this principle and I call it commit first. And I found that when I commit to something first, in other words, I actually completely, wholly in my heart and my mind totally commit and give myself no way to retreat from it, that it always happens. For example, anytime that I really wanna get in shape and start going faster in terms of being a runner or an Ironman triathlete or whatever, the first thing I would do is sign up for a race. For example, we took the last four years off of racing because of our son that was born and I didn't want to not be a present father and so I stopped racing Ironman. I think the last Ironman I did was when my wife was maybe four months pregnant and we haven't done one since then. And it was because we wanted to spend more time. But you know what? If I wanted to start getting back into shape and start running again uh, aggressively like I was before, the first thing I would do is sign up for a 10K or a half marathon or a marathon. Because once you put that money down and you pay for it, you're committed. And then the next thing I do is I tell my friends about it. Hey, I signed up for this 5K, not because I want them to know or this whatever the race length is, but because I want to commit myself and really the only way to retreat is to lose the money on, on the race itself that I paid for or to experience the embarrassment of my friends when they asked me how the race went and when I said, oh, I didn't do it, I backed out because I'm a quitter. No, it's not gonna happen. So I, I did this every single time I ran an Ironman. Before I finished the Ironman, so I would stay at that high level of shape, I would sign up for the next one. And they're not cheap, they're like, I don't know, five, $600, or probably more now, but I would sign up for the next race. And then I was completely committed to do that. So, and one of the things that I love about this journey is that one of the best things that you can do to get to where you want to go is just start taking action, start taking uncomfortable and imperfect action. So my wife and I decided we wanted to start a YouTube channel together, which is kind of like this fun project that we've talked about actually for a long time. And a lot of people have been commenting on us, of course, being basically city people going to a farm and we know nothing about having a ranch or a farm. We know nothing about animals. I mean, it's a joke because people laugh about us here in Missouri because they have no idea what to do with us. In, in fact, on Saturday when we had all these people here, they asked us about the two goats that we have that we've had for about two weeks. And they were asking me like, well, what breed are they? And I'm like, well, they're goats. Yeah, but what kind of goats? And I'm like, I don't know, goats, like North American goats. Apparently there's like Dozens of breeds of goats. I had no idea. I don't know anything about them. And they're asking me their names. I'm like, I don't know their names. Like we know literally nothing about what we're doing. But we thought it would be fun to create a YouTube channel called So We Bought a Farm. And so we're in the process of doing this. And there's two ways we could tackle this. We could dive into the numbers and analytics and plan this and like, okay, what are we going to say? And how are we going to say it and really stage it? Or we can turn on the freaking camera and start talking. I'm telling you, if you want to be, for example, an influencer, just pick up the camera and start talking. Let's be honest. It will be imperfect and it will be uncomfortable. In fact, you're going to suck at first. I, I've looked at videos from some of the most powerful influencers in the world when they were very first trying to get into it and they were terrible. And I was terrible the very first time I, I did a video or the very first podcast that I ever did. But the principle is this take uncomfortable and imperfect action because that will actually lead to the result that you want. But you know what won't is if you don't actually ship your product or publish your product or execute on your product. Action beats knowledge 10 times out of 10 times. Your action will always beat knowledge, strategy, perfection. Just simply take action. You will find your way 
along the path of action almost every time. There's this rule of 10. I think I've talked about it in previous podcasts. And the rule of 10 is that try something 10 times. And one of two things will happen, and it happens like clockwork. Number one, you'll get the result you desire. Or number two, you will find the path and the journey you were meant to be on through that process of just doing that 10 times. It's really cool, and it is really that principle of shipping first. Don't worry about the details. Just work them out as you go, and you'll become better and better and better. I had an opportunity. Some of you might know Rachel Hollis. She wrote um, Girl, Wash Your Face a few years ago, and she's a New York Times bestseller. She's amazing. Uh, I had an opportunity in one of my inner circle groups to have her speak to our inner circle group about two months ago in person, and so it was just a small group of us hanging out with Rachel Hollis. It was super cool, and she talked about how her very first book was I hardly known. I think, I'm trying to remember, you guys can look this up, but I think Girl, Wash Your Face was actually her third or fourth book, but that was the one that actually launched her career to what it is today, and she got so big to the point where people were paying her a quarter of a million dollars per hour to speak, and she made something like $40 million in one year last year. It was crazy. She was telling us all these stories about all of this, but it it didn't work out the first few books. Nobody was reading them. Nobody knew who she was. And it wasn't until her third or fourth try that things actually happened. Third or fourth book. It is hard to write one book. Can you imagine writing three or four or five or six books? That is just like a mountain to climb. So if you're not at the success level that you want to be at, just keep going. You're just not there yet. In other words, you just need to keep taking uncomfortable and perfect action, and you will eventually get there. If it takes 10 times, you will get there. But here's why most don't accomplish the things that they want to accomplish. is because they quit before that. How many times have you quit right before you were about to strike gold? Have any of you ever read the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill? There was a story in there that I absolutely loved, and it's called Three Feet from Gold, and it's about a prospector who actually discovered one of the biggest gold mines in the country at the time. And I think it was in the late 1800s, might have been early 1900s. So he went to his family and he got a bunch of money to get equipment to mine this. And sure enough, he starts mining it and bam, it is massive. And they found this gold vein and it just kept going and going. So they're mining all this gold and it's, I mean, we're talking about a significant amount of revenue from that gold. And all of a sudden the vein runs completely dry. And they tried to hit the vein and they tried to hit this, this other thing and they tried to like do a different thing to try to hit the vein again and they could never find the vein and they realized, you know what, the mine is empty. So unfortunately, this guy ended up losing everything. He ended up selling uh, all of his mining equipment to basically kind of like the modern day version of a pawn shop, right, back in the day. So a pawn shop guy basically just bought all of his equipment for pennies on the dollar and he had an idea. He thought, hmm, maybe this isn't the end of the story. And so we actually hired a geologist that studied, that knew about gold and knew about like fault lines and vein lines inside of rocks. And he had him study the cave. Guess what? He was three feet from hitting the gold vein again. And this guy took the equipment, found the vein, and then ended up mining and became a multimillionaire from all the gold that he was able to mine. But the first guy actually stopped three feet from gold. Interestingly enough, that wasn't the end of the story for him. He actually became one of the most successful life insurance agents in the entire United States back in the time. So he didn't waste his life away 
in the failure that he had experienced. Instead, he learned from it and he ended up striking gold in his own right by rising up and essentially creating a company that was very, very successful. But I love that because most of us do stop three feet from gold. Most of us do stop right before we're about to hit success. And part of it is because every single time I've been knocking on the door of massive success, I've pulled back. Something happens. Like It's like, I don't know if it's God or the universe's way of just saying, hey, do you really want this? Because it seems like all hell breaks loose sometimes right before that door. It's happened to me several times when I'm about to launch something really important. So launching is not easy, but you must do it anyways. You know, courage isn't necessarily the absence of fear. Courage is you're scared to death, but guess what? You do it anyways. So remember this principle, commit first, ship first, take absolutely massive action. And if you keep trying and keep going, you will absolutely get there. It's really cool. That is today's message. I hope it's helpful, guys, and we'll see you in the next podcast.